We're going to turn to uh, Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 24. New Testament, Matthew 24. You know, it's interesting, we was uh, praying for Stevie and uh, Tia, or Tia more specifically. Uh, but some of you may know they were married recently here. Um, and, uh, you know, literally a couple of weeks ago, and they booked their honeymoon. Uh, they booked their honeymoon to go into uh, Israel, um, and they was due to fly out Thursday. And I say that because, obviously, if you know what's going on in the news right now, uh, literally Israel have declared war. Um, yesterday, Saturday, um, Hamas uh, started out this whole thing. So what happened is they booked their flight, and uh, uh, she mentioned, she told me that she was actually going to book it for this week. So they would have flown out last week or last Thursday, but something told her, you know what, let's, let's book something a week later. Um, so they book a week later, and if they have, did fly out, they would have been caught up in all of this mess that's going on right now. But the reason I say that is because I want to highlight what is actually going on in Israel as we speak right now. So we understand that it was a surprise attack uh, from this group, Hamas. They fired off literally thousands of rockets across into the country, some as far north from the Gaza Strip, as far north, all the way into Tel Aviv. Uh, and, and literally people burst through the, the borders and armed men went through into the cities, into the cities around the Gaza Strip. Uh, armed men were taking people hostage, were shooting people, innocent people were dying, soldiers were dying. Even now they've got people captive uh, and they're putting them in, uh, uh, um, in trucks and driving them back to Gaza, parading them all, doing all sorts of nonsense, and literally atrocities are happening. Israel, uh, the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, has come back and said, listen, uh, Gaza people, get out of the place because we're going to respond, and we're going to respond heavy. He actually said they're going to feel it like they've never known before, and, and people are getting involved. Biden has already said, listen, we stand with Israel. The United States has stand with Israel. Uh, Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister, said what's going on is wrong. They shouldn't be doing that to Israel. What is going on? I'm saying that because, number one, if you don't know, go and listen to the news. Go and see what's going on. And number two, I'm saying this because this is serious. And when I look at this, I say, what's going on here? And what this is, is a sign. That's what this is. And I realize how important signs are. I remember when I passed my driving test for the first time uh, and I got my first car and I wanted to drive down to London and how I was able to navigate the journey, how I was able to drive those 140 miles down to my parents' house when I lived in Derby was because I followed the signs. And what we have to do today as believers in 2023 is not be ignorant of the signs that we see. Because what we see going on before our very eyes is an indication of the things to come. An indication of what Jesus Christ told us is going to happen. Jesus Christ gave us warning that this was going to be the case. What we see in the news today is a sign. And obviously I want to read Matthew chapter 24. I thought it was fitting to read this scripture here found in Matthew chapter 24. We're going to read from verse number 3. Um, I'm going to read out of the New Living, Translating, uh, New Living Translation today. 
When we read from chapter 3, let's read down to verse number 14. It says, Later Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will all these things happen? Jesus just got finished talking about the end things or the end times. And he says, What sign or signal, uh, what, what sign will signal your return and the end of the world? Jesus said to them, Don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars. But don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all this is only the first of the birth pains. With more to come, then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere. The love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it. And then... Then the end will come. I want to preach a sermon of entitled uh, Signs of the Times uh, right here. Now the purpose of signs, the purpose of signs is to be an indication to convey information or give us instruction. When things are correctly signposted, it removes confusion. Come on, when things are correctly showing the way to go, we don't have to be confused because we see a sign, we see a direction. Listen, I can tell you how to get to certain places in the UK because the UK has a motorway system that is very well signposted. We can go to certain places. But the problem is that in this generation, we're trying to live a life where we ignore the signs of the times. And when we live a life like that, when we just go on about our business, we're going down a journey and it's almost like the blind are leading the blind. We are getting confused with all sorts of things that are happening. We need to understand that signs are there for us to pay attention to. And in life, we need clear direction. We need to navigate through the circumstances of life. This life we're living on is like a journey and we need to navigate it well. Our text says in verse number four and verse number five, it says, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. It's interesting, the disciples of Jesus said, What's going to be the sign of your coming? How are we going to know that you are going to return? And one of the first things he said is that many are going to come and be false prophets. How many know there's many people that are false prophets in this day and age today? Come on now. There's many people that are claiming a certain way, claiming to, to, to believe a certain thing, say a certain thing. And the Bible says that they would even deceive many. They would deceive many, but Jesus told us this before so that we don't get deceived. He told us that so we can have an insight. So when we hear someone preaching something that's outside of the Bible, we shouldn't be shocked. We shouldn't be deceived. We should say that's exactly what Jesus Christ said is going to happen. But you know the story, I mean, even later on in the chapter, uh, the same chapter, but verse number 24, it says that even a God's elect, if possible, will be deceived. I'm thinking, how is that going to be possible? 
How are the people of God going to be deceived? How is that going to happen in this day and age? But if you just think about it, I don't know if you're a driver in this place uh, and you, uh, you're going somewhere, you're convoying somewhere and you're following a car in front. And you, you, know, you know how it is when you're following somebody. Somebody's driving in front, you're just following them blind. They're going, you, they stop, you stop. Come on, they overtake, then you overtake. And you may even know where you're going. You know, okay, meet me at this place. Okay, I know how to get there, but follow me, we'll go. And all of a sudden, you know that the place you've got to go to is straight ahead, but they just take a left. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe they know a shortcut. And then all of a sudden, you're following them, taking a left. Come on now, you know what I'm saying. It's this, it's this following mentality. If somebody's ahead leading us, yeah, I can just go here. And sometimes I hear some, some of the preaching and some of the sermons I come across this day and age. I'm like, how on earth can somebody sit under preaching like that and shake their head, nod their head in agreement? It's because they're following blind. They're not realizing the signs that Jesus said, listen, you need to be aware. So when I see all this nonsense coming around, all the wars and stuff like that, the first thing I think of is the first thing Jesus said. He said, listen, you're going to know I'm coming because false prophets are going to rise up. This is my job as a pastor, privileged position that it is. My job is not to win people to me. Come on. I hope you know that. My job is not to display my character and charisma and, and all this stuff that you can like me and fall in love with me. No, if I do that, I'm failing. My job is to point people to Christ. Come on now. My job is to show you through the scriptures, Jesus Christ from the Old Testament to the New Testament. My job is to point everybody, like Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. That if I go a bit crazy, if I start going nuts, you have a relationship with God yourself. Can you say amen in this place? I don't have to lead you by the hand all the time. I need to point you to Christ. That's my job. But the problem is people are in this society and they're saying, look at me. Look at me. That's it. But Jesus said this will happen. We should not be surprised. We should not be deceived. Jesus is the one that said this will happen. Because when there's no signs, then there is confusion. When there's no indication, there is confusion. We see in the book of Judges, the result of no clear direction in chapter 17, all the way to chapter 21 and many other chapters. At the beginning, it says a statement. It says, in those days, there was no king. The author wanted to let us know, in those days, there was no leadership. There was no sign directing us to where we should go. So people had no clear direction. They had no indication of where they should go. They had no one to hold up a sign and say, this is how we should serve God. This is what we should do. And many times it says everyone did what was right in their own sight. And that's the world that we live in today. Many people are doing what's right in their own sight. But don't you thank God that Jesus, over 2,000 years ago, held up a signpost and said, listen, these are the things you need to look out for. These are the things you need to be weary about. Jesus is holding up a signpost. We need to follow the sign and remove confusion. Another thing signs do is that they remove fear. Verse number six of our text, it says, you will hear of wars and threats of wars. In the New Testament, it says, sorry, New Living Translation, it says, but don't panic. In the New King James Version, it says, see that you are not troubled. Now, we can see things, we can flip on the news, 
Um, and I know people can see things like what we see going on right now in Israel, and they can become concerned, concerned for their life, concerned for their welfare, concerned for family members and so on. But listen, Jesus told us ahead of time that these things are going to happen. These things must happen is what the Bible says. So when we see things going on around us as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, we should not panic like the world panics. Can you say amen in this place? We should not find, uh, be fearful, but we should rather find hope that, listen, Jesus said this was going to happen. And if this is happening, then what other things he said is going to happen is going to happen as well. And it's going to happen all the way into the end of the age. And when Jesus Christ comes back as true salvation and we are truly saved. Listen, when people are going crazy, we need to understand that Jesus is the one that says he is the way, the truth and the life. We don't need to worry about what's happening over there or what we've heard about over here. We need to just stay close, pay attention to the Word of God because the Word of God is true and that is a signpost to how we should live our life. When we look at what's going on in the world, we understand, listen, the, time, the end of the time is coming soon. The reason I'm saying that is because we need to pay attention to these signs because if we don't, then we get concerned with the journey, forgetting about the destination. The disciples, they asked for a sign. They said to Jesus, listen, what sign will signal your return? They recognize that they are on a journey. They recognize that there is a destination. We are going somewhere and they needed clarity to be able to navigate that, that journey. They needed warning signs to be able to keep them on the right path, directions to be able to follow. Asking for a sign allowed them the ability also to then direct other people as well. Come on, we're able to say, listen, don't worry. The Bible said this will happen. I believe in this time when we see things like this, many people will be one to Jesus Christ because they'll have no hope. They don't understand what's going on. And we can be the ones that can direct them because we know the signs. We can show the signs to other people as well. I believe in this time as a result of all this carnage, somehow, some way, God is going to make something good out of this to where people are going to bow their knee to Jesus Christ, they're going to confess him as Lord. We need to be there to be able to guide people and show people the signs of the times. And the signs of the times are clear. We can go around and see what Jesus describes there in Matthew chapter 24 and see natural disasters happening. Of course, we see wars happening and so on. And the reason we're doing this is because we need to understand that in life, we need to pay attention to the signs that are heading us towards a direction. Because like I said, the journey itself can be so problematic. Sometimes we get consumed with this journey and forget we're actually heading somewhere. I believe I've told this story before, but um, I saw a documentary on uh, people that uh, uh, they're called serial business class flyers. What it is, they love business class so much that they would pay thousands for a ticket. They, they love the service on the business class. They love the food they get. They love the, 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 the seating they get, their own private cabins and so on. And they would literally fly business class uh, and not worry about where they're going and just fly back the same thing. They're so consumed with the journey having or paying no attention to the destination. 
Now listen, in, in, in planes, there's something about planes. I love airplane food myself. It's part, it's part of the whole holiday, going on a plane, uh, going to, 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 a, to a destination. Uh, it's part of the whole thing, you know. Uh, just, it was just the other day, me, me and brother Nissy was on a plane together, Air France. It was, it was just nice. They treated us nice, uh, polite. I like the journey. But we couldn't forget why we was going there. Come on now. It wasn't just to fly on a plane. There was a job to be done. We was going for a specific reason. And sometimes when we get through life, we're concerned with the airplane food, forgetting where we're going. You know, when I see things like this, you know, it pops up every couple of years. We see a big, a big war, a big something on the news. It pops up every couple of years. What it should do should remind you. It should put things into perspective. Stop messing around. Jesus Christ could come back literally today. And I mean that with no, no pretense or nothing. That like He could literally step foot on the surf today. And we're here bickering and we're here doing this and we're here busy doing this. I'm too busy. Come on. Things like this should put things into perspective. It should show us, listen, we're not just here forever just, just milling around this life. No, there is a destination. This is all going to wrap up. This is all going to come to a head. We need to realize this, see the signs of the times, because even as Christians, even as Christians, we can forget, we can be so wrapped up into what we're doing. We forget what's actually happening here. I don't want us to get distracted. Over the last couple of years, we see things that we've never seen before. We saw, you know, COVID seems to be forgot, a forgotten past, but that had an impact on me. That, that has never been done before. That was a huge global pandemic. And we're already going to see things like this come out of the woodwork even more and more. And we're going to see atrocities come out more and more. These are birth pains to what Jesus said is going to happen. So now is the time not to get distracted. Can you say amen in this place? Now is the time not to get wrapped up in temporal things. Yes, we need to live a, live a life, get a job, look after your family, but we should have an eye on eternity because that's exactly what's going to matter when it's all said and done. Listen, when it's all said and done, it's all about what's going to happen in eternity, not in the temporary. Now is not the time to get distracted. When you do a complete study of the end times, the events that will occur don't sound so far-fetched anymore. The events that need to happen. Listen, the stage is set for everything to happen, for this uh, uh, to all to come in to fruition. The stage is set and the God of heaven is gracious enough, merciful enough to plant signposts for us to see and take notice of. The question is, church, are we going to take notice of the signs. Are we going to look at what's going on and take notice of the signs? Are we going to look at what's going on in the world and say, you know what? I need to take my relationship with Christ seriously. Come on. I need to stop messing around. I need to forgive my brother. Come on now. I need to live as Jesus intended me to live because this is getting real now. We can look around and see, actually, yes, love is growing cold. We can look around and see, yes, there is war and rumors of wars. Yes, we can see famines. We can see natural disasters just out of the blue. Listen, how much more do we need to see before we start to wake up and say, Jesus Christ could come back at any moment? I want to look at the next point of redirection or coming back on track. You know, people can spend time or or years 
and a journey called life, traveling in the wrong direction. I remember I first got my car. One of the other things I wanted to get was a sat-nav. And I've always wanted to have a sat-nav. I put a sat-nav in the car. It's one of those ones you have to plug in. Nowadays, they just come built into your car. But I, put, I plugged that thing in. I put the suction cup on my window. Um, and one of the things I used to do was I used to think I know, knew better than the sat-nav. <laughs> it say, turn left here. I'm like, please, man, I know a better way. I'm going straight. Um, and it says, recalculating. <laughs> And it's like, turn right here. I'm like, no, I'm going straight. And it says, recalculating again. And I find it funny because people live their life like that. And they've got the Spirit of God just saying, recalculating, recalculating. You should have gone straight, but now you're turning left. You should have gone right, now you're going straight. It's just recalculating, recalculating. All the time, we're living this journey. We're going through life. The Spirit of God is prompting us on what we should do, where we should go. But we think we know better. We're going our own direction. Well, now is the time. We need to be redirected by God. Can you say amen in this place? We need to come back on the straight and narrow. Back in the days, my parents didn't have sat-nav. They had the A to Z. When he got lost, he pulled over. He pulled out the A to Z and started to figure out where he was. Listen, it'll be wise if we do that in our lives. We'll stop what we're doing and reach for the A to Z. And by the A to Z, I mean the Word of God. Come on now. And start to start to look, where am I going wrong in my life? What do I need to do? Show me, God. We need to take some time out because we're not going to be in this journey for long. We're not going to be here forever. We need to make sure we're on the right path because Jesus said, listen, difficult and narrow is the way that leads to, laugh, uh, leads to life and not many people find it but wide and broad and easy is the way that leads to destruction. Listen, we need to be wise to understand we're not taking that road to destruction. Can you say amen in this place? Because it's easy, it's wide the Bible says. Everybody finds it but the one, the path that we should be on is narrower. Oh, it is difficult so we need a map to find our way there. Look at the signs we are seeing. We are not meant to take this lightly. We're able to buckle down or get ready because God is doing something on this earth. I love it in verse number 14 of our text. The Bible says, the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it. And then the end will come. Then the end will come. You know, one of the funny things I find that's going to happen about uh, uh, the time that Jesus wraps this all up is found in Luke 17, verse number 28. It says, And the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. People went about their daily business, eating, drinking, buying, selling, farming, building. I just want to pause there. No, none of this stuff is evil. That stuff is normal, right? Listen, eating, drinking, we need to do that. In other, in other places, it says giving in marriages. None of that stuff is evil. It's just business as usual. Verse number 29, it says, Until the morning lot, lot left Sodom, then fire and burning sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Verse number 30, yes, it will be business as usual, right up until the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Church, we should not be caught just doing business as usual and the Son of Man is revealed. We should be eagerly waiting, saying, God, listen, I'm not saying neglect your needs. We understand that. Neglect your family, neglect your job. That's not what we're saying. But we need to just treat those things for what they are as temporal. 
Treat those things for, yes, I'm doing this, I'm working this job so I can make some money, so we can survive right now, that's good. But we need to have an eye on the Son of Man returning. We need to have an eye on what God is doing in this earth. We need to have an eye on the, the wrath of God that's about to tip over. Listen, it's not going to be forever that God will allow all sorts of things to happen, all sorts of debauchery to happen, sin to happen, and it will just go untapped. It's not going to be forever that God's going to allow all sorts of nonsense. We read in the newspaper, we see that sin is getting more sinful. It's not going to be forever that God's going to allow that. And we're going to see this is going to wrap up. So as we see the signs heading the water time, we should see the signs ourselves. We should point other people to the signs. We should not neglect what God is doing. And we should be ready because the signs of the times are clear.